I want everybody. Dr. Disrespect want to be on Twitch, and I hate his candy ass. You know, it's your own gimmick. I got mine. It's right here. I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be <laughs> at this game. And I want you all to take a listen. My friend, one of my closest friends, his name's Anthony Double T Turtles. We call him the saving grace because I want you to take a little bow of the head. What are we doing here? I hope the people at home can hear something because I don't hear anything. <laughs> Jimmy T is rocking out silently. Golly. I didn't put it on your ears. I just want you to sit there and watch while I dance. <laughs> mm. Could you imagine, Ricky? Can you hear this song right now, brother? I hear nothing. Because right, I got the stream pulled up. Could you think, like, it's like country music, but just the piano part. Oh, my God. I hear it. I hear it a little bit. <laughs> oh, my God. Who do you think you are, Hollywood Hogan? <laughs> Let me call 911 to Man 7, the guy sitting there seeing Go Jimmy, go Jimmy, go Jimmy, go Jimmy. <laughs> oh, get that tongue back in your mouth. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Fly real quick. You just realized it was open. Oh, that's all we need. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that corn kernel in the way. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the best song there is, and it's known as the dream of country roads <laughs> i just made that up guys, we're gonna need to go to a break on picture to picture while the catches the breath <laughs> oh, this is good stuff right here this is it anyways are we gonna talk about the show or are we gonna talk about that i'm ready i'm ready let's talk we got two this. more minutes two more minutes Two more minutes. Let him get his breath. Well, what are you doing? We got two more minutes. All right. Well, oh. I appreciate y'all starting off the show the right way with me. Right, where are we? Where were we, Rick? We're going to talk about this Fighter Fest show coming up right now, man. What did you think? Was that this week? That was this week they put on a pay-per-view caliber show yeah, for tnt fighter fest went off damn near perfect i mean uh, i couldn't say enough good things about this show this show outdid my expectations at least yeah. twice over it, it, yeah. it was I, I i don't really have only have one may, maybe one negative thing maybe and i'm nitpicking but that's oh, about it. it, it I, got several, 
I got several, and I'm going to get it off my chest right now, brother. They oh, jacked Lord. my gimmick on four or five or ten different occasions. And you know what, Tony Khan? I'm sick and tired of it, brother. I'm sick and tired of me me building up millions and millions and millions of viewers here on Twitch, and you're just going to jack my gimmick so you can get a couple more thousand people to watch on the TNT network every week on Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. No. I ain't standing for it, brother. I'm not standing for it anymore. You want the pink and black? You pay me for it. You want rock hard, Jake Hager? You pay me for it. I'm tired of it. I am sick and tired of it, and I'm done with it. And you do it again, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you with the turnstone pile driver cocked, locked, and ready to rock. You know, show, I you know what's an amazing show. I tell you what, that was one hell of a program. <laughs> you know what's funny is you say the word Tony Khan, my phone starts ringing. I'm in the middle of a goddamn show, Tony. I can't. You know we got Ricky the referee. You come to me because you know the powerhouse can calm the alpha down. But listen, I want you to know one thing, Tony. You gotta pay the man, okay? I understand. I understand you like what we do. I get it. We get it. I hate the man just as much as you. But listen. You're making billions of dollars when you sort. You take everybody in the world, seven billion plus. You put them on an Excel spreadsheet, first name, last name, whatever, right? And you sort by the amount of money you have. Everybody. I could take the top 50 rows and you're there. Give the man $100. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Come along. Just, that's what I'm saying. But when you watch a show... And so many pieces of that show just have been uttered verbally from our mouths. Yeah. Either we're just fucking good or we're good. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, um, you know, let's start right, right off the bat. Jungle Express versus MJF and Wardlow. Come on out. Jungle Express. MJF. Get the goddamn names right. Jurassic Express. Mm -mm. Team is going That's the jungle. They're going to the jungle right now. Now listen, <laughs> you got MJF coming out dressed like the Alpha. Oh the most important thing in this matchup, guys, I'm gonna say it right now. We've been talking about this for quite some time. You gotta give this big man a win, and not just a win. Luchasaurus needs to get a significant win. Yeah. And he got it. Same with Jungle yeah. Boy. But this one was for Luchasaurus right here. This win over Wardlow. This this finishing. All the moves. The, the moonsaults. The shooting star press. You could tell this man has some nerves. You could tell he's a little nervous doing some of these maneuvers. And he still does it. He's a guy's a monster. He swings his feet faster than I can punch my arms. And I punch my arms pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think? What do you think of this match? I thought this was a hell of a match. Oh, can we get into yeah. what, what? Look, I know, I know, MJF stole your night coat, Alpha. I'm sorry. We're yeah. we're trying to get that back. Yep. But that promo he cut in the beginning of the match was damn good. Yeah, it was. I mean, he's the first one to recognize they're in a ratings war, which was great that he did it. I'm glad that he was the first one to do it and not somebody else. He needed to do it. I'm glad that happened. Then, on top of that, he he kind of baits the guy in by saying, hey, I came from nothing. I'm a self-made man. Over here, Jungle Boy, counting daddy's money. 
thought that was a damn good dig, brother. Damn good. Man, dig. He takes some digs. He takes some digs. He uh, has some personal digs too, and I'm sure he gets the other guys' permission before he says. I'd hope this so. Stuff. Like, you think he got permission of that? When he did the Diamond Dallas Page's daughters, that was oh. good. That was one of. You, you think he got permission? Time. You think he got permission from that? kid that was sick in the hospital <laughs> i doubt it oh damn i forgot about that no. <laughs> he don't get no permission he just does what he does you know uh the alpha the other day watching him on his stream that world winning federation on twitch i was watching him and he was playing a little bit of this uh bret hart showing off the belt this was a year ago and uh when he came out with the belt and we got to see a little bit of mjf in the early goings and comparing him to today ain't much of a difference he was as good a year ago as he yeah. is today and that's with the limelight that just shows you how good he is and he was so good he had bret hart laughing when he wasn't supposed to be he had bret hart standing in that ring and, and mjf says i'm the best there is the best there was and the best there ever will never mind that, that catchphrase sucks i'm better than you and you know it. That's where he came up with that catchphrase. Right in front of Brett the Hitman Hart's face. And Brett the Hitman Hart should know better because he sucks. MJF is and it is the one and only technical executor in that ring. He says, he says, oh, Brett, watch out, a fan's coming in. <laughs> oh, he's pulling those jokes out of Jimmy's pocket, I tell you. Oh, uh, that's great. What did you think of of the, the movesets? I mean, hmm. the... The, just with Jungle Boy with the dives and Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus dove over the top rope. Who the hell, big yeah, man, six six, jumping on the bottom rope to springboard his big ass over that rope. Wow, that man. move, that move that uh, that no, and that move the Jungle Boy did where he jumped off from the inside of the ropes, off the the middle rope, yeah. to springboard up and over. Around was, in that process. It was so dangerous looking, but he executed it perfect. He jumps through that second rope like a dive bomb, the the Topaz uh Suicidante or something, and he just come right through like a missile. Right through that second rope. Just pew. It, it, it's like that, that there's no wall for him. It's just I don't even know how he crosses that. Because isn't there a wall in those yeah. ropes? Yeah. Right. And how do you like Jerry? Now Ricky agreed. <laughs> Ricky knew what I was talking about. There's a wall. Nobody ever knows what you're talking about. That's why you just agree and move on. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Anyways. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Go ahead. How'd you like Jericho's Spanish? Oh, man. <laughs> that was Jericho, good. period, all night. He did. He he knows when to, to boost somebody up and when to heal it out. He yeah. knows now, when to do all of it on that on that microphone. Now, how did you like it when Jericho started going off on Wardlow, talking about how Wardlow has so ripped and sexy looking and, and uh, muscles <laughs> popping out? He just really started diving in deep on that, and I thought that was pretty solid. Um, but, okay, there was a sequence of events that kind of edged us towards the end of the match, and uh, we got ourselves a little bit of Marco stunt just getting in there, and the referee's like, what the fuck are you doing in here? And he got chucked like a rocket. And right after that, you got yourself with a swanton bomb. I thought Wardlow was going to break his own damn neck. Okay, off the top rope yeah. within a millisecond, like he's Jeff Hardy over there. But but Alpha, at the end of this thing, you got MJF reaching into the, the little tiny pinky panties he's got, putting on that ring. I swear it reduced the size of his junk by half. 
And then he goes to pop. Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus says, uh-uh. Wardlow says, I'm sorry. He says, can't you do anything right? Kick yeah. to the back of the foot, for the back of the elbow. He punches Wardlow square in the jaw. That sequence was pretty well done. And and Luchasaurus, like I said, he come in with a, what did he hit? He hit a, um, a standing moonsault or something right there at the end to, to, to top it all off. A couple tail whips. How'd you think this yeah. really went down uh, for the for the storylines and as far as the, the Jurassic Express and, and Luchasaurus especially? Yeah, man, you said it yourself, brother. Seeing Luchasaurus finally get over on a name was was exactly what that Jurassic Express needed. You know what I'm saying, brother? Yeah, I do. I agree. It, it, it's and, just so and, important and because like these said, are the finishing sequence and everything was cool too to see to see Luchasaurus just solo go over on Wardlow. And and yep. that's what he needed too, brother. He kicked his head square off <laughs> he while did. he was on his knees. He choke slammed him first, and then he did a soccer kick to a, yep. to a downed opponent, which is fine in wrestling. And uh, yeah, yes, and, it is. Now, I, just to be a little critical, because that's what we do here. But um, I, I'm not a fan of Wardlow's choke slams. I don't think that just because you're the biggest guy in the ring, you have to do choke slams. He doesn't do the best I'm choke slams. You talking Warlow? You talking? I'm sorry, Lucha, Luchasaurus. He doesn't do the best choke slams, and he had a couple of them in this match, just kind of half-assed. And um, the difference between like a Kane choke slam, Kane. Always, I always felt like Kane or Big Show had some of the best choke slams because it. Not only did they lift him up, but they gave him the height. You know what I mean? They, they his strength is truly what lifted him up, and then they pushed him to the ground. It was really like I'm pushing your shoulders hard into the ground hard. Um, when when Lucha does it, either he's too nice, doesn't want to choke him or hurt him, but he comes up and then just kind of lets him fall. He doesn't push him into the fucking mat like he's trying to kill him. And that's a, that is a difference. Uh, I'm sure he can do it depending on who he's going against. But someone like Wardlow, it, it, I'm glad that wasn't the finish, the finishing move. Uh, the, the tail whips are good. He gets that leg up high. Whap, 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 whap. Uh, but uh, that standing moonsault, I mean, he, could you imagine yeah. being that big, being able to do that? That's a good, good move. I think they call that the shooting star press, don't they? Yeah, probably, but I call it the moon salt. Yeah, it's not quite it, what the moon salt is. The moon salt, you go you're backwards. A, the shooting star press, you go forward. Come on, brother. I've been out of the yeah, game but, for 15, 20 years, and I know that. That is true, but you're getting that side. You got you got those pro wrestlers now coming to you, and they're talking to you, and they're giving you all the secret names, all these moves. How the hell is a guy like me supposed to know any better? I just did it in the backyard. You know what I mean? I didn't have I didn't have these professionals just chatting me up on the side. You know? Yeah, I, I think I think it's safe to say that 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 opening match was one hell of a match. But I'll tell it you, was what, awesome. it was awesome. I was absolutely one hundred percent impressed with the with the women's match. I'm not even. I'm I'm talking grabbing by the pussy aside and, yep. and all the sexual assault that happens in those matches aside. <laughs> that yep. was a damn good match. And I'll tell you what, Penelope Ford owes me about 15 grand for gimmick infringement coming out in the pink and black again, but I'll forgive yep. her. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I think hey. I told you, I think I told you off screen, I went ahead and bought me a pair of them sunglasses. Those are some good sunglasses, but she, you know, Ford actually looked like a superstar in that ring when she came she out and did. they did the whole intro and, and she got Kip with her and, you know, th they did the whole introductions and then Kip come out, Kip, what about to hit Sheeta with the fucking Kendall, you know, knock out Sheeta <laughs> and, and the referee's like, no, no, no. And she kicks out, 
Kip and he takes the kendo stick leveling the playing field like you know Kip and the kendo stick are the two uh, she's never he, once used that damn kendo stick in a non you know in a non <laughs> exactly like, like that even matters she brings but, you know, it out the, every time and like doesn't even use it just to get out of the way while the referee ain't here. I mean, we walked into this matchup. Sheeta is the current champion. We got Penelope Ford, one of the uh, the, 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 the most uh, stunning. I mean, she's just a gorgeous woman. And, and Sheeta come out hot. Come out hot, real hot, real hot, real hot. Grab her by the junk. All oh, fingers. Man. All the way up. Held her up there for three and a oh, half man. seconds. It was while, as if she... While adjusting the grip. Yeah, was... I mean... I. The, the bowling ball grip to the extreme on one of the, the, the most attractive women in the wrestling industry alone. Um, Sheeta was, was uh, con she, she should have gone to jail for the amount of duration. I can't believe, I can't believe some of these women don't come out on her and get her, her, her ass kicked. to be honest with I, you. It, to, be, to be completely honest, it's, it's either an ongoing joke or... It's just business, and that's the easiest place to grab her. I mean, we'd be completely honest <laughs> here, but, but uh, you know, if if I had to get in the ring and go against Penelope Ford, I'd probably grab the easiest, you know, the easiest place to pick her up too, and I'd go to jail for it. So, um, but uh, but no, she, so all that funny aside, uh, Sheeta really came out like a, a, a with a force. A lot of times she's been wrestling, she's she's uh, taken taken a lot of att attack, and half the match she's on her back. This one was different. She had the fire in her. Uh, not that Penelope didn't get her own uh, advantage, but yeah. they came at it completely different this time, and they really made Sheeta to be this kind of this this chaotic woman. I love the the angry, the the fire Sheeta. I really do, but but um, Penelope got out of a couple of her finishers, and I, I was surprised oh, to see that. I was surprised to see that. I really liked how I like how they're doing Penelope. She's kind of like, um, kind of like a tricky Rex wrestler. She she uses mm -hmm. her, her kind of like tricky tactics when she's in there. I love how that how that uh, works into her, you know, her persona and everything. And, and then like you said, man, she'd have hit her with that with that running knee strike or whatever they call it to the back of the head, and then a falcon arrow, and you're thinking she's gonna get pinned one two three. And when mm -hmm. Penelope kicked out of that, my gosh, I'll tell you what, I had a big pop. Yeah, <laughs> we all did, brother. That's the point of putting Penelope in that ring, get us a pop or two. Um, but all the way down to the end of this matchup, I, I wasn't sure who was going to actually be the winner. Uh, right. And I think that that's a key factor here is that even though she'd have just won it and it's a new organization still, still a baby. We're just talking a year and a half old, year and a couple months. Um it's still one of those situations where you see these things happen and you're wondering to yourself, <clears throat> are they going to get this belt over to Penelope right now because she's the hottest thing in wrestling? Because she is. Yeah, she's the hottest thing, thing in wrestling. And uh, I thought she was going to take it, but, you know, she'd have got it. She'd have deserved it. She'd have awesome. She'd have a, a monster and a maniac. I want to see more blood. She'd I want to see she'd have turned evil. I want to see she'd have turned heel. I want to see it. You want to see Sheeta turn heel? I, I'm not sure Sheeta would make a heel. She you could need, make you need somebody she that could talk. You need somebody that can talk English, you know, fluently, where you don't need subtitles to understand their English to be the heel. You need somebody that's going to antagonize. I mean, I guess you could do the I don't speak English thing, but that's already been <laughs> done, you know. It has. But, it has. But um, I don't see Sheeta. I don't see Sheeta turning heel. I see her just getting 
put into undercards and stuff before she does a like a heel turn. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. So that was a great match. Uh, you know, plenty, plenty for the future. Yeah, we got ourselves uh, Brooke, Brooke Baker sitting on the sidelines. Uh, they looking didn't even sec- mention her very much t- tonight, except for at one point they they panned the camera to her and and, and she showed her little body. Oh yeah, she was like about to flash the camera. Yeah, like. yeah, she was. But uh, but she didn't play much of a role. I thought for sure she would, especially in the women's match or something. She must really have a decent injury to be causing you know to to slow her down like that because she uh. Yeah, she's got it. You know, you'd think that she'd be um, that she'd be in the mix here in this match. But we're talking about Brooke Baker. We just got done talking about uh, Penelope Ford versus Sheeta, and um, you know, I think what's next now. I think we do see uh, uh, Brooke Baker getting in the mix. I think Sheeta. I think Penelope ain't done. I think she's still got some time uh, at the top oh, of the, the women's division. She's improved over. I mean, just over the last year, just ridiculous amounts. I mean, I think Sheeta needs to be brought up on charges for her sexual harassment, but I mean <laughs> That's what we were just saying, brother. There's would, gonna be a there's gonna be a me too movement against Sheeta alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> could I, you imagine I don't could you imagine next week eight wrestlers have claimed to be sexually assaulted in the ring by the current AEW women's champion? <laughs> oh my god. Hashtag speak out. <laughs> yep. So uh, um, I didn't see this happening, but the next match was Cody versus Jake. And I thought that was going to be a deeper match on the card, but what a good match to have in the middle! Can we get? A, what, can we just touch on one thing real quick? I'm sorry to. Oh to yes, cut you we off. can. No, go ahead. Okay, so right after, right after that, we got Taz <laughs> breaking down John Mox or breaking down John Moxley's moves in the Taz technique, and I think he did this so beautifully because the whole time he's breaking down his technique, he's like. Oh, it's a great technique. He just drives them people down to the ground. So he won't do it on Brian Cage. Brian Cage's <laughs> body is just too damn big to even come <laughs> close to getting it on. I mean, I mean, this is a devastating move, but he can't even get it on Brian Cage. We'll see. Come, come, come soon enough. Uh, Taz was in his element during this fighter fest. He was really. I feel like Taz got the the balls again. Um, the yes. last couple months he was Disney yes. Taz, and last night he was AEW ECW Taz. It came out, it came as a shock to me I, when he. It felt different. It really, truly did feel significantly different than than color commentator Taz and uh, WWE Taz. Taz and ECW were different breed. Yeah, I didn't like him, but I did like watching him. I didn't like him because he was a heel. Um, I also thought he got pushed uh, way too much, but. Hey, you know, he earned it. People, people, uh, they didn't like him or they liked him. He could do the moves on the big guys. He, he was strong as hell. So this is a good pairing. And, and Taz, the way he is now, especially the promo he cut later, where he talked about uh, the postponement of the match. We can get into that now. He talked about how Moxley, um, you know, isn't going to make it to Fighter Fest, so they're going to push it back. And I love, I love how he said straight up that, um, we're not going to let you come back early because we run a clean shop over here. AEW runs a clean shop, which is a huge dagger right to the WWE because they're they're really in a lot of trouble right now. A lot of people catching COVID, and and no one's allowed to talk about it. Uh, Moxley's wife talked about it, and I guess she's in hot water because she wasn't supposed to say anything publicly. But hey, oh man, yeah, I mean Taz did it. 
the thing that the thing that Tez, it, it like you said, it's a different Tez. It felt like he had a conversation with Tony Khan, and Tony Khan just let the leash off and said, "Go do what you want." Yep. I mean that 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 is awesome. Just yeah, I didn't even put two to two together on that on that. Uh, I was like, why is he bringing up the testing thing? But you're right. I forgot about the uh, about uh, WWE having that outbreak over there. Oh man, he said he said you've been tested twice at home, so I know it ain't about the guys here because you've tested negative on both. And then when you would get here, you would have to test again because we don't run a sloppy show. And oh, he looked dead in the camera when he said it yep. too. Like you motherfuckers. This is where the bad blood that Vince has created is going to really hurt him the most is in these situations where real life happens and AEW, you know, oh, if AEW doesn't run two shows, they're going under. No, they ain't. No, they ain't. AEW is doing just fine. Um, their, Their production cost is significantly lower, especially considering the fucking owner of the company owns the building that they're doing the show in. Um, Add to that, that, uh, you know, the broadcasting capabilities look what we do here look at this fucking stadium we got um you can do a whole lot with computers and cameras so they have all the equipment yes they have things they the obligations but when you don't have to fly everyone across the world six times a week uh you know cost comes down this this is they got their things set up and they'll have it there next week you think it, how much you think it costs to get the fucking Titan Tron and the whole thing from, from Dallas to, to, to Minneapolis to whatever, you know, four times a week, every month, they're taking a set the size of the fucking you know, Titanic across the world. It's just, yeah. you know, the AEW don't Crazy. have to worry about that right now. So, but, but also when you watch both those products side by side, it's actually, it's just a night and day. AEW feels like there's a real audience. It's going to be weird to have the entire stadium there cheering because right now feels, I, I, I've already been yeah. adjusted to it. It feels good. But yeah. when you watch WWE, it's like 12 guys going, yeah, yeah, woo. <laughs> it's like, what but the fuck? kind of how it felt at the beginning. It's just, it's just AEW yep. is just ahead of the game. They yeah. are. They are. And so you come out with a match like this. You got Cody versus Jake with oh his wife, Jake's wife, come on out. I, I'm that's glad what, they're making her. What, oh man, she did a damn good job in this match too, didn't she? That bitch she slap was, was a real slap. It was. Did, did you, you see, see her, her look at the camera like? Yeah, she's like, oh shit, I really hit him. I think she, I think she <laughs> hit him with the potato on that one. She did. She well, he probably told her to too. But when she did it. She went out of gimmick for one second. She did the whole, oh, my God, I can't believe I just fucking did that, which is hilarious because I'm sure the whole time, the rest of that match, she's saying to herself, I'm so sorry, Cody, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but she got him good. And Hager looked really good in this match. Uh, I, I think one of the problems when you have a match like this is Hager's just not flamboyant. So he's one of those guys, and when you put him up against another big man, He's really not as big as The Undertaker or, you know, some of these other guys. He's just as big as Goldust. So he doesn't really have the persona of the mountain man walking around. And so it's just a match. And yet you got Cody in there. Cody's flashy. But Cody's in this weird time in his in his career where we're still waiting to see what's next, right? And so you got Arn playing Arn on the outside. He's doing the bad guy stuff. He's trying to get involved. He's trying to get in Jager's in, in Jake Hager's head. Alpha, when you're watching this, and we know what we've been talking talking about with the horsemen and all that, what did you see during this matchup? Any dynamic? Any difference? What did you see? 
See, I didn't see anything tonight. You you sent me a message saying that that we're missing somebody obvious for for the old uh, flair mm-hmm. position, but I I didn't see anything tonight. Are you saying Haggard? No, I want to see if Ricky caught it. Ricky. Oh, I caught it. Okay, we'll get to I it. it. I caught it. Because all the people so we, online caught it too. After I said it, I went and looked, and people called we, it too. So we got a we got a couple, uh, uh, you know, a couple one of these. Uh, I mean, a couple fours thrown out there, and and mm-hmm. and you see it, you see it in the night. I don't know. I don't know. Look, as four for a reason. There's five or six fours dropping now. I mean, you, you can only have. Well, now it's turning. Three. Now it's turning. Yeah. But you know, if you went and collected all the media across the world on AEW. We have to be the first show to be talking about this because we've been talking about this for six months. Yeah, and we've been doing it, and we've been doing this for seven. So, um, for real, uh, in this match, I felt like Arn was being Arn, and Cody's being Cody. But Arn being Arn means Arn's a bad guy. Cody being Cody, I think Cody should be a bad guy, but I think Cody wants to be a good guy. I, I, I'm on the fence right now on the Cody spot. On the Cody's the flare spot. And at the end of the day, I'm going to say I think that it, I think it will end up being Cody. I think it should be MJF, but we will get to it later on. But I don't want to spoil it right now. But right. I felt that there was a disconnect between Arn and Cody in this matchup a little bit, and I, I feel like they we're doing it on purpose. Like Arn was trying to get involved, Cody didn't need it. And at the end of the day, you get yourself Cody getting the win. Um, but even, you know, Hager got in there and hit Arn. Arn's getting involved. Um, yeah. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Okay. Okay. I'm going to get match my critique. take on this. Match-wise, it was, it was a decent match. You could tell Hager felt a little out of his element. He wasn't as uh, dynamic or energetic as I, I'd like him to be. Cody did all the heavy lifting. He did more. Uh, jumps and, and dives than he needed to do in a match like this. He went a little over the top, but I think that was because he wanted to sell the build that he did. I think personally that the TNT title doesn't need a build. It, it shouldn't have a build. It should, you come out, Cody said, I'm going to defend this. It should be his open challenge. This is my open challenge. See you later. The build yep. did, it, it was a detriment to that match. The, yep. It didn't need a build because Hager Hager didn't. I I know I I, I kind of hate to say this about the guy, but he doesn't have the it factor. He doesn't make me want to watch him. Um, he was, he was, he is capable of it, but I think with a different. He's the enforcer right now. He's he not that. He, he needs someone as a front man with a yeah. different gimmick. If you, yeah. for example, an alpha, you 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 have talked about this many times. But if you pair him up with Orange Cassidy, and you give him something different, he could be the front man. If he's the the voice, and Orange Cassidy still plays the silent assassin on the side or whatever the brothers, you know, however they do it, um, it gives him a different perspective, and it allows him to use his personality that uh, that we've seen a couple times now. He has that humorous side to him. He's a professional fighter for real. He's a professional wrestler for real. So he's got that that tough guy persona. But you strip that off, you strip that off, and you got yourself a, a comedian. And I think that that's where his his energy really will thrive. I'd that's like my to take. See, 
I'd like to see the greatest esports, biggest played pink machine as Hager's manager. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, that I mean, if be- he's going to be using my rock hard thing, I feel it's only fair that you know we work together. He was into that rock hard. Did you hear him when he got his name called rock hard? Oh, he was all about it. Ricky, you, you, you know, we're not going to get into specifics here, but uh, you never you never know. You never know what could happen in the future. To answer your question, Ricky, I wasn't looking at his cock, if that's what you're asking. I didn't really know. <laughs> he was just looking at his balls. <laughs> he was just looking at the balls. He wasn't trying to look at the cock. Just trying to measure oh, the balls, like, trying anyways, to see the sack. Anyways, before we end so, on this, man, I want something to say. What do you got to say there, corny ass? No, I just want to say at the end, at the end here, that you know they made a big deal about him beating up the referee. Obviously, I never seen that referee before in my life, so obviously that referee was in there to get hit. Um, what do you think of that? Did you think that had any impact on the future of Jake Hager? I think I think they're going to roll out one of those, you know, he, he's he's suspended deals. Does he have a fight coming up, Rick? Not that I know of. I don't think Bellator has any fights coming up right now. No. Hmm. So, so I don't know. What, what, what were we gonna say, Alpha? Because you didn't you, you wanted to uh to dive in. Well well it's it has to do with old uh Jericho. I, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but during that match, he didn't say Jack Diddley about the inner circle. He, I noticed. he barely said anything about Jake Hager being his boy or, or anything. I, I noticed that when Santana and Ortiz came out. I, I said that yep. horrible. I said it like <laughs> I, I Cody Rhodes. He did a couple times. He did a couple times at the beginning. That's my boy, but it wasn't like like he was saying Cody's a great athlete. Cody's good. Cody's gonna do you know. He was talking like a good guy kind of commentator. That was surprising to me that Jericho was putting Cody over that way. Yeah. And, and but he did it he did it really nicely. I mean he did it it was that fine line that Jericho can walk better than anybody. He's still a heel commentator, but he's putting over the good guy. I don't know how he does it. But he he did it damn good. Damn I think good. he does it on accident. It just happens to be like the perfect mix of when he accidentally puts a guy over and when he actually remembers that he should be dogging on the good guy. Yeah, yeah. It look his his matches are just. I mean, the way he calls a match, he knows so much about it, and he has both. He's been a good guy. He's been a bad guy. He's been an in between. He has did the whole spectrum of good and evil in wrestling. He has got it down to a science. I mean, there's nothing this man can't turn into gold. He, I mean, we'll get into it more after this match, I'm sure. But, I mean, even though when he came out and, and Jake Hager's like, oh, oh, I'm big, I'm bad, and he's, he's saying I'm rock hard, oh, Jake Hager. He's like, that would almost be intimidating if he wasn't my friend. It was like just enough to get him over and then just back off like I, I we're going in a different direction. It was weird. I don't know if that was on purpose or if that was uh, just him trying to be a, uh, impartial for a little bit. But um, I did notice it as well. Yeah, it was it was definitely meant to I think, be. I think Inner Circle is going to be coming to, a, to an end soon, though, judging by the commentary on that match. Yeah. I mean, well, I've been saying well, that for a while, but. Yeah, I, I, but I, but I'm then you saying it, saying it, and saying it until it happens. I'll be like, I told you guys this whole time it was gonna happen. 
But I mean, uh, we can skip the Darby Allen promo, talk about that after, and just say, yeah. you know, fall, this this match here, you know, you get Jake Hager to lose. Uh, him and his wife kind of had some words on the way out. Hager got crazy at the end, hits the referee, he leaves, and then you got Santana Ortiz talk- coming on out. Well, can we talk about the finish? Because did he? Oh win yeah, yeah, or yeah. Did he not? I so, mean, the finish- so what happened was he got Cody in a choke, and he brought him to the mat, and Cody was toast, but his his shoulders were on the mat. So it was a one, two, three. So Hager thought he won because he choked out Cody. But because Cody was on top, the referee counted the pin instead of the submission. That's what happened. Cody tapped on Jake Hager's shoulder as the ref was counting the pin. It was damn near uh, synced up. And then as the let Cody went out, I mean, went damn near unconscious. And then... um. Jake Hager gets up like, oh, I won, I won, it's great. The whole time he's celebrating, Cody's music is playing. I mean, I I mean, that would have told me right there, like, I didn't win, but I guess well, they, he didn't you understand know, that. We talked about this before, the, the, the music people, man, they got they got the fucking fast fingers. The second, the one, <laughs> two, three, like, you know, the music starts playing instantly. It's like, you know, the referee comes on in and Jake, Jake Hager's over there, like, on his back and, you know, the referee comes in. One, two, three. Right. And not, not, not as fast as not as fast as the ref oh. when he's coming in from Jack and the ref though. Are you playing that song? He's dude? playing that fucking song, you know he is. Turn he's that fun. sweet home Alabama song sounding shit Oh off. my god. Go listen to Kid Rock on your own time, man. This is some bullshit. So, you know, I mean, when, when the music plays, you know, he was so high-headed. He was so ready to go. Um, maybe he just didn't even know that it was Cody's music. Maybe he thought Cody's music was his music. I don't know. I don't even know what Jake Hager's music is. But but that is a good point, uh, Alpha, to call in. The, the end of this matchup here is uh, it was a little weird. But I, I like how they – I like the concept of it. I mean, maybe, you know, it's better execution than the Darby Allen finish. So, oh, yeah, uh, I was going to say the same thing. You know. I, I like how they're trying to do like different. I don't know how often they do this in professional wrestling. They, I feel like they didn't do it much when I watched back in pre pre two thousand one. But where they do like they, that guy was actually on top type thing. But um, you'd have it every once in a while, like Brett or who was it? The, the Royal Rumble where two of them went out and you know they both touched oh, the at the famous, exact same famous, fucking time. Yeah, the famous one was John Cena and Batista. And and Batista was supposed to, or he screwed up. Yeah, Batista screwed up, and he was supposed to throw out John Cena, and they landed at the <laughs> same time. And then they get back in and start start going back and forth, and they don't really know how to finish it. Vince McMahon comes down and tries to jump in the ring like like he's a fucking wrestler, and winds up ripping his quadricep off of his. Leg. That's right. When he ran and into then, the ring, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he hit his legs hit the apron so hard that it ripped his quad off of his leg. Alf, you should so play that goes, that clip tonight sometime on your stream. Uh, so he when when he because it was crazy. He he that tore his quadricep right in the ring. Goes to stand up, sits his ass back down, and is yelling at Batista <laughs> and John Cena like you stupid motherfucker while he's sitting on his ass it is could it you is imagine crazy. being Batista at that moment knowing you're about to get fucking fired <laughs> like <laughs> oh shit why is she sitting there oh he just tore his fucking quadricep because I blew a spot <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man. Oh man. So so yeah, so we we this match ended up with a the loss to the inner circle and Cody didn't make or uh uh Jericho didn't make a big deal. And then you got a, a little Darby Allen promo where they he's in a phone booth and doing backflips onto fucking skateboards. I I don't, I don't, know. I don't until you know how hard that is. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, dude should be in circle. I agree. It's hard. What's the point? It's the same thing. It's just like every one of these Darby, Darby, whatever. I'm forgetting his name even. It's like, what's the point? He should be in the Cirque du Soleil because, you know, that kind of shit, that's where that's supposed to be. One slip and this dude's wrestling career is over. That's the point. Um, and, and it's, I know those things, he probably did that for 45 minutes before he landed it. Uh, I, I see it as cool, but I also don't see it as wrestling in any way shape or form i don't understand it jimmy t just is is a little confused in the darby allen situation i think this guy was headed to the superstardom um i do believe he's a little too focused on his skateboarding and not as focused on his in-ring personality uh, it seems like he has a lot of personality when it comes to the skateboarding uh situation but i i, I want to see growth from darby allen before i start investing any more time because he does things that's going to get him injured, just like the Hardy Boys, just like a lot of people did in the past. Um, but, but where's the investment? You know, don't kill yourself before we get to love you, because we ain't going to come to your funeral. You know what I mean? Make us want to be there. Make us want to be there, because you're going to do it. You Mick Foley jumping off the top of the fucking cage. He didn't do that day one. He did it when we knew who the fuck Mick Foley was. You know what I'm saying? So... We know who Darby is, but give us some more matches. We haven't seen you fucking wrestle uh, more than twice since COVID nineteen. You know what I mean? So, so is that his, is that what he's doing? Is do you think that this pandemic has? He's just said, "Look, guys, I'm not wrestling and during this shit, and this is his way of trying to stay relevant." Possibly. Um, either that or Alpha, I don't know if you've seen anything online. I haven't seen anything online about why he's absent, if he's really injured. I think he was, but if he nope. was, then what the fuck is he doing backflips onto a, you know, skateboard from a, I just don't understand it. I, if I were Tony Khan, I wouldn't allow that. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be a hard ass, but you know, I think they don't even allow wrestlers to ride motorcycles like in real life. Um, uh, I know yeah, hope, like. Well, I'm I'm sorry, NFL. Uh, like NFL, when they sign a contract, it's they're not allowed to do stupid shit. They're right. not allowed to. And but so, this is, this is wrestling. Yeah, you got to be ready to go. You bruise yeah, your fucking you, the heel of your foot because you landed on a skateboard the wrong way. Then you then you fucking all the investment that they put into how much do you think it costs to, you know, it costs money to go put this bed over. It costs money. He's doing a I disservice to Tony Khan. Hey, I got a video for you. It's me doing a fucking backflip onto a skateboard. I, if I were Tony uh -huh. Khan, I'd be like, thank you very much, sir. Go enjoy NWA. Like, get the fuck out of here. Show up in but fucking Ray, Jacksonville. But Ray Phoenix can go up and, and do a flippy flip and land on his back with nobody catching him and out for a couple a couple months. Yeah, and that was he, in the he, ring, though. He did, it, he did it in the ring. He did it for the fans. Hey, hey, what do you think, Darby? I was just doing this shit just because he can. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly a hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think one hundred percent. He's doing that so because he can. Yeah, I think he's saying, "I think I can do this." And then his friends probably say, "Darby, that's not a good idea." And he says, "Record the fucking video." Now, my brother, well, back in the day, my my cousin, 
he used to uh my cousin pone loke uh he says to my, to my other cousin ceo one time all right andy's gonna hit me with the car he's only gonna be going 30 <laughs> miles an hour make sure you hold the fucking camera still and get the cut and i said there's a shoot kevin lane said i ain't hold the fucking camera you're not getting hit by a fucking car i won't record it and he said no i'm gonna do it and i said you can do it i'm not recording you dying he said kevin record the fucking thing i said i ain't doing it he got so mad at me to this day he's still mad because i didn't want to camp record my brother getting killed by a fucking car and then he did it anyways and i was so pissed I was so pissed someone else recorded it. And I just said, Jesus Christ, what the fuck are you doing? That's what I'd be saying to Darby Allen if I were his little brother. What the fuck are you doing, Darby? You have a fucking career. You have a fucking career. You're doing just fine. The people love you. Stop it. Like, do that shit in the ring. If you get your fucking leg broken in the ring, good. Okay, we'll fucking celebrate you. We'll put you up. He's a jolly good fella. Fuck fucking do it. Hey, Tony, I sent you this video. Oh, that's where I broke my femur. Get the that's fuck out of here. he is. That is who he is. Yeah, well. And I, I I, applaud I applaud Tony Khan for recognizing his employees for who they are and, and letting them go. Just like he let Taz off the leash, he let Darby off the leash. I mean, yeah. you get these artistic shit where he's setting ladders on fire and people well, on sometimes, fire. Sometimes the guard dog sits there and guards the shed. And other times the dog walks through the fence and just disappears. And that's Darby Allen. <laughs> Taz is like, I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> I, I, just think, I just think the whole point, I think they're just doing Darby a favor because I bet you Tony likes Darby kind of like he likes oh, yeah. a, a Orange. And he's like, all right, yeah, we'll play your videos. It doesn't matter if they have anything to do with the show or not. <laughs> we'll play it, I you guess. Just, I, mean, I don't know if you, you know. Fire on a ladder? I, cool, brother. I took, a, I took a note on this because, you, you know, you send in a video of you doing – uh, uh, snippets of things you think you get it right and he gets on the phone he says what do you mean I'm not McClure <laughs> I had to go back and listen to it again <laughs> he couldn't say the words medically cleared he said McClure for real I didn't yeah. at first I was like what was that and then he started skateboarding I'm like what is this and then he does that backflip I'm like what is going on yeah. here and then he just like and that's the end of the thing I thought he was going to like Darby Allen's a one he's a one take man he says I, I, I'm i going to go say that. Uh, what do you mean I'm not medically cleared and then I'm going to go do this backflip and he's like what do you say I'm not McClure I was like <laughs> I, I know what he's saying because I ain't a fucking dipshit but Darby Allen's a dipshit <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, right. um, so I that was that was that. that. Yeah, we're okay. done with Darby Allen for now. Let's see, let's see him come on back with some wrestling. But uh, 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 Ricky and Alpha, talk about this tag team matchup here because this is a pretty good matchup. I didn't Private even know this was party. happening. Private party taking on Santana and Ortiz. Party party. Get it party party. Hardy party hardy party. It, all right. So before the match even happens, Arn Cassidy comes out. He walks right up to the announce table. Puts out a chair, kicks his feet up, and goes Wear, to sleep. Wearing the same shirt as last week with the blood. <laughs> Doesn't even change it. That's good. That was a good gimmick. Hell yeah. That was awful. And Jericho just fed right into it. Thank God. <laughs> I'm not going to get angry. Was, I'm not going to get angry. I got Jericho was quick. top notch. Top notch yeah. during this. Just top notch. <laughs> uh, he called him dipshit. Dipshit Cassidy. 
<laughs> oh, he was man. so mad at Cassidy just being there. His presence was getting him so yeah. fucking angry. He was just like, oh, look at him just sitting there. I'm not going to get mad. So anyways, talk us through what happened this match. All right, Private Party comes out. And, and this this match, I got I got in my notes that the tag team moves were the big showcase in this match. Not just the individual people, like in a normal tag team. Oh, you'll you'll break down the guy, you the heel will walk over the baby face a little bit, you get the hot tag. No, when when all four men were in the ring or two of the same tag team doing those double man moves, this was the showcase for that. I mean, you had uh Santana Ortiz did just the sequence of, of tag team moves that I have not seen ever. I mean they flip the guy on his back and then they're jumping back and forth. Santana did a Matt Hardy move where, you know, when they run him up on the, on the corner and the Irish whipping in the corner and then uh, Ortiz got on his all fours, Santana runs across, jumps off his back and does a swanton onto the uh, turnbuckle onto the guy like a cannonball. But he, he was like four or five feet in the air. And then private oh. party loopy loop with the crazy corkscrew off the top. <laughs> I mean, he must have spun like six, seven times in air and, and lands on these guys. I mean, I, this match, this match was was great move set wise. Yes. I, I I don't think <clears throat> the, the right person won, but but moves and and well sequences were done great. Just now, you say you don't think the right person won, but if you think about what the storyline is trying to do, it feeds right into what Alpha's been saying, and now you got Santana Ortiz lost. Jake Hager lost right in front of his wife, right in front of her very eyes. It, he, yeah. he lost right back, pinned to the mat, loses his fucking cool. Jericho sitting right there, sees the whole damn thing, his whole team caught, falling apart. Sammy Gabar over here doing some bad things on the side. What's What's the champion got to do? He loses it. He loses yeah. it. So we got gin and yeah. juice coming in through with the finish with the private party. They all leave. And Jericho's sitting there and he's just looking at, at Orange Cassidy. And he just fucking loses his <laughs> mind. He loses his mind. And the best part of the whole night, absolutely my favorite part of the whole night, is... He's just sitting there getting so angry at, at Orange Cassidy who's just sleeping and he throws the water at Cassidy. Cassidy gets up, <laughs> doesn't even fucking care. And he stands up and he does his little tiny kick to the chair, which causes Jericho to snap. <laughs> when, he, when he kicks that chair with a little tiny tap and Jericho's just like, <laughs> and just loses his fucking mind. Starts yeah. going nuts and starts to. I thought that was so well done, so you know, so so well done. Did you see he knocked Jr's hat off? I did. Oh, he did. I he went that. nuts. Oh man! My <laughs> favorite part of that whole thing was it took five or six guys to hold Jericho back, and thank <laughs> God for Hot Sauce Pete holding holding uh, <laughs> Orange Cassidy back. He's just like this. That's all he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> it was so well done, especially with Orange Cassidy did not say one word the whole yeah. time. And he it just was came. Perfect, it was perfect Orange, and it was perfect Jericho. I mean, everything it about was. it was perfect. It really, it really was. But um, it was just. 
Yeah, bye, Rick. Um, but so, so, uh, but that you know, I, I think that really has a big, a big impact. And and if this were Sunday night pay per view, Monday night Raw, then to, then today we would be hearing about it. But I think we're gonna wait and see. Uh, next week we'll see what happens. I I don't know. Maybe Jericho loses to Cassidy. And if that's the case, then you got the inner circle has a full good reason to fall apart. Or Jericho wins, and then he says, I'm the only winner here. You all suck. You know, fuck you all. This would be a perfect time for him to pull that and kind of put over both uh, Hager and uh, uh, um, Santana Ortiz. I think those two could go off and be a good guy very easily. Santana Ortiz could be, oh, really? could be baby pacers. I do. I think they could. I mean, they wouldn't necessarily be the top baby face of the company but i think they could be over positively uh as a, as a tag team they have a hell of a good move set they're funny as hell and so you yeah. take those couple of things uh they could go to the moon yeah, and i do believe that they deserve like weapons for quite a while that'd be like it, that'd be almost like dx it, you know in the wrestling world in the wrestling world all it takes is today it don't matter okay. what you did yesterday in the wrestling world. That's kind of the written, unwritten rule is that you could be a heel. Think about this for a second. Sergeant Slaughter joined Iraq during the war, <laughs> during the war, and then he came yeah. back one day after a loss to Hulk Hogan, and he said, "I want my country back." And the next day, he comes out to the American fucking tan hut, and he salutes his flag, and everyone's fucking going nuts. That guy defected became a traitor to the united states and we okay. still love him so okay, it, yeah. in re that is the canon of wrestling is you, the the past don't matter but you can always go back to the past like uh rko uh what's his name just did randy orton just went back to the past oh, ricky i was saying uh in wrestling the past don't matter it's what's today today is no matter what happens in, in the lately yeah and so in wrestling it don't matter if Santana Ortiz been hitting people with weapons, been a bad guy. Next week, Jericho could lose or win and say, inner circle's over and kick the shit out of Santana Ortiz and turn him babyface in a day. And and, yeah, and, and as long as they fall into that set and be that, that role, then that's how it's done. And that's how it is done in wrestling. I mean, Bret Hart, everyone loved Bret Hart. He holds a sharpshooter eight seconds too long, eight seconds longer. Now he's a bad guy. That's it. 16 seconds. Bret Hart's a bad guy. That's right. So, um, but that, you know, that was a great match, I think. And then the, the whole Jericho Cassidy thing, I'm pumped up for that. But uh, that brings us to the main event of the evening, which was Omega and Page versus the best friends. Uh, possibly, possibly one of the best moments of the entire show when, you know, because they've been doing this driving the truck up to the ring gimmick <laughs> for a while <laughs> with badass trucks knocking over. Well, maybe bumping into barricades and, um, and having that, that that nice old Chevy truck, but then seeing that seeing that soccer mom band come up, and then they get out of the back seat of and that guy and then he kisses his mom on the cheek and goes. Bye, Bye, mom. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I, I wanted to. Alpha, I wanted to send you the whole thing. I, I sent it to you last night. I was like, "This is all you get to see." I was literally laughing out loud at that moment. I was laughing. Me so too, hard. Brother. That was <laughs> these such guys. A good moment. I mean, they they've been they've been timing that perfectly because they've been like I said, they've been doing that damn truck gimmick for freaking yep. two months now, and now it's it, 
Now it's the best friend soccer mom coming up. Oh my god! You know, if they'd have had sippy to, cups, I'd have been on the floor for real. Now, oh, now, to work backwards good. a little bit, to work backwards a little bit. This is a tag team matchup. We got Omega and Paige have been having their own issues all leading up. And the best friends have been pushing, putting the work in. And at the end of the day, Omega Page win this matchup. And, and I, I, that was unexpected to me. But I was reading about how just the buildup and, the, and the, 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 the pre-interviews and stuff. And one of the things that really stood out to me, and, I, and it actually stood out to a lot of people online, was uh, Chuck T and Trent were talking about how in all their history, they've been best friends this whole time, but they've never once held gold. And they said that last week or the week before in a, in a promo leading up to this whole thing. Yeah. And and they did that so perfectly because they put it in our minds that they deserve it. And yeah. they knew they were going to do the job, but they, 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 they knew they were going to do the job, but they still made us not know in such a perfect way. Because we wanted them to, even though we wanted Hangman and Paige to win too, as fans, as good guys, seeing the good guys win, and they're both good guys. How do you make them? How do you how do you pull the drama? Well, that's how you do it. You put some investment in it. They never once won the gold. I think they deserve it. But you know, I read, and I thought it was perfect. They said, no, no, no. This this was perfectly done. If 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 the best friends win the gold, it's got to be back when they have fans in the in the stands. Yeah, those guys need to have that camera shot. Give them what they want, the hug, all of it. That that needs yeah. to happen for them, and they've earned it. And this match shows it. They were awesome in this match. This match was just a really good back and forth between two awesome tag teams. But I really do hope, I really do hope that when the, the Page and and, and uh, Hangman lose, I hope it's to the best friends. I do, unless it's the Dark Order. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what do you got, Alpha? What do you got to say about this match? Can can you just run us through it? I mean, it was just a damn good match, and it, it was like it wasn't you know high flying and 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 flippity flopping, but but by gosh, this was a good match. But just like uh, you like you said, you didn't know who was going over in this match because I, I know that I know that you say that it has to be in. In, in a crowd, and you do want it to be in a crowd, but gosh damn it, you want Hangman to be the champion in a gosh damn crowd as well. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so right. You don't, you don't, you don't, I feel like that that doesn't stop the storylines of, of who they're going to put over and everything. So, so they could put they could put the belt on best friends now, and then it could go back to somebody else, and then right when they get a crowd, put it right back on best friends. Because yeah, best friends right. are over either way, so... I don't know. I, I'm on. The, I, I'm not sure. I, I I subscribe to that notion, but um, I, I still get the same feeling when I see that hug with or without a crowd. Fair, fair. Now I got a question. Um, did any did when you watch this match, both of y'all, when when you guys watch this match, and and you see Hangman flip over that 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 top rope and nail him with that lariat. Everybody thought he was kicking out, right? I did. Not me. Not me. I, I, I thought he for sure he was going to kick out because it felt like the match hadn't reached its climax yet. It was like just getting there and then it's over. I was like, you know, I don't know. I, I felt like um, to, because I was reading into the story and I saw that they hadn't done much with the page hangman gimmick. And 
for a while Paige was out. He was hurt. And he, you know, the, the interview before, you got Paige talking about this and that, and then you had Hangman say, this is my belt. I don't know if you caught that. He said, this is our belt. This is my belt. Did you catch that? Mm-hmm. Did you catch that? Oh, no. yeah, I caught it. I caught it. He said, my belt with four fingers. Alpha, this did you catch that? My belt. I know. I didn't see it. Yeah. He he put up four fingers, and he tapped himself on the shoulder, and he's saying, he said, he was talking about him and Paige, and he was like, this is our belts. And he goes, my belts, with four fingers on his shoulder. And then, at the very end of the match, uh, when they're, they're uh, he does his thing and yeah. he wins. And All then right, you've got. FTR comes out. FTR comes out. The funny, another funny thing. I mean, I really liked how Jericho lost his shit with Orange Cassidy. But you got Paige up there, and all they do is give him a beer. Paige goes to, or I'm sorry, uh, hang. Uh, I keep on Omega. saying Hangman and Paige. Omega. You Jesus Christ, I have my notes all jacked. It's a, it, I, my notes say Hangman and Paige, not Hangman and Omega. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I just read from what they tell me. I mean, I don't even watch right, the show. Right, I don't even watch right, the show. Jimmy T, show. Jimmy T no, got but, lost in the cornfield. Let me bring you back. Let me bring <laughs> yeah. you back, everybody. All right. Post-match. Okay, so... Hangman gets that lariat. Did you say corn? Because Jimmy, just kidding. <laughs> all right, all right. Look, look. Hangman gets the the three count. One, two, three. Gets up, and no sooner than he gets up, FTR's in the ring, handing him a beer, and they walk over and hand Kenny Omega a beer. Like, whoo! Oh, this is o Omega. This is don't good. drink. It's getting thick because yeah. all of us, all of us have watched the program. know that Kenny Omega is 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 sober, is super sober. He is straight edge or whatever he calls. It. I think he's T, straight T's or T five or whatever he calls himself. I mean, we know that. So they and I'm sure FTR knows that because they know tag team wrestling. So they just gave, handed him a beer just to be an asshole because they yep. knew they wanted to see what he was going to do. Either he's going to disrespect them or he's going to hand a beer. He, what? How's he going to handle this? So Kenny Omega hands the beer. He looks at the beer. He's like, "I could, I could, I could." He takes maybe, a sip. Maybe, no, he, he put a drop. He put a drop in his mouth. He did. No, he, he didn't. Did never touched his lips. He it acted like through. he was going, he to, was going to. He was like, picked it up, came close to his mouth, put it down, walked over to the edge of the ring, and poured it out. <laughs> Which is probably the most disrespectful thing he could have did, other than throw the beer at the guy. Well, the yeah. funniest thing is, it's just a beer, right? And FTR acted just as fucking. They lost their minds, just like Jericho lost his mind when when Orange Cassidy kicked the chair. They were like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" Like lost their shit. And I and mean, Hangman was on their side. Hangman was with shoulder to shoulder with FTR in Omega's face. Like, how the fuck could you disrespect that beer? I, that is a party foul. You as a Florida man should notice. You don't <laughs> disrespect the beer. <laughs> I mean, oh man, and, but that and, that was it, and, Alpha. That's that that's the the silver lining right there. Yeah, I, I didn't even I didn't even see that. Oh, and and God. who better to be a horseman than a horse? A horseman. <laughs> I know, right? Wow, it, that it could be a complete tease because a lot of people are seeing this and saying, "No, that's just too obvious." But 
at the same time as when you look at that video we watched on your stream of, of Adam Page getting the belt, the fans did not connect with him. Some did, but most didn't. And that's why he lost, and that's why he was relegated to uh, being tag team and everything. I don't even think they thought the tag team championship was going to, you know, the, the whole aspect of Hangman was going to take off like it did. But it did. And so now you got yeah. a different Hangman, one that could be champion. But you've been setting up this whole Hangman, who, where does he stand, where does he stand? And then they've been setting up this whole uh, Arn Anderson and Cody and you see a little bit of that disconnect between Arn and Cody, and then you got Cody say, "Am I even in? Am I even in the elite?" Well, you know what? This could be Hangman's exit and Cody's entrance into the elite. That could be the swerve that hang that that Cody goes back to the elite, and the swerve is that you know, I don't know. I mean, some some people would say too many factions, but I think Cody's got it. But I also think Hangman's got it. I think either one, but I think MJF would be the right right selection for that spot. So I don't know if this is a multi-swerve or if this is us being right. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I think I think it'll end up I know. MJF. But uh but I didn't I didn't catch all the all the hangman stuff during the show, but now that you mention it when when he sided with F FTR in that little little scuffle there at the end. That makes sense to me. I thought I was smart. I thought I caught something that nobody else did. I went online. It was the top post on Reddit. I was <laughs> like, <it>? fuck. <laughs> it was. Oh, shit. I didn't see it coming, but now it's obvious. I was like, damn it. Yeah. I thought I was good. He so they did what they well. wanted. Or, or they went well online and put... Man. He does, but if they went online and put that out there to make us think, you know, yeah. these are, social media is very easy to manipulate. So, you know, Tony Khan could have his guys on Reddit going, post that story about Hangman being a fucking, make sure they saw it, you know. We don't want them to know it's Cody. Now, now taking a deep dive left, left. Real well, quick. He, he, Hangman still could be the fourth. You know, we, we keep saying Wardlow in this and that, but. No, that Sean Spears. I think it's Sean Spears, oh, yeah, but Sean Spears, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but saying, it very well saying MJF, FTR, and, and Sean Spears. But now Hangman, Hangman looks better. Hangman yeah. looks looks like a better choice. Hangman looks better choice than Sean Spears, but I, I still think the flair position has to be MJF if they really want to make it work. They need um, a mouthpiece. They need a mouthpiece. I see. You know, I see. You know Adam Page is truly. What's that? I think it'd be even better if they if they come out when MJF says he's the fourth man, but then Cody swerves his ass. <laughs> and that would then, be and even then, better. That would be even more of a heel a heel turn. Oh man, that would be or, what would it though? I don't know. I don't know how. Well, I think it could be, but I I don't see MJF being a, uh, being a damn belt. That would I mean the crowd would go nuts. It depends on how they want to present the horseman too, because uh, FTR is all about the rules and and being good, and the horsemen were never about being the rules and being good. Are they? So good? I think. They well, they say, say they are, and they cheat every match. Yeah, that's and, but that's saying. the thing. They say they are, but they cheat. Well, they do, and that's why I think that they're the selection. But um, I don't know. I, I'm just really excited. I honestly, guys. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. What you saying? And now, 
the storyline of the week. <laughs> you say storyline of the week? Yeah, I am. This is my storyline of the week because, uh, you know, we're talking about it every week. We're wondering who's in the, the, the four horsemen, who's not in the four horsemen. Um, is there a four horsemen? Uh, this is it. This is it for me. I mean, I think when you look at all the stories, there's a bunch of them good stories happening right now. Uh, the, the whole thing with uh, the inner circle is a good story. I think uh, just the, 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 the Cassidy and Jericho is a good story. But really, the, the story that, that I'm really invested in is what's going on with this Cody Rhodes, Arn Anderson. Uh, what's going on with all It impacts a lot of people. So what do you guys think? Does, do you agree? Do you have a different storyline of the week? I agree. This was my story too. Yeah, this it's was, all right. I'm more I'm more interested in the, you know, Brian Cage and John Moxley that they got going. Yeah. Me too. That's good. Bullshit. <laughs> I hate that guy's damn. Get John Moxley out of here. I, I, I'm, I'm more interested in Darby Allen right now than John Moxley's Cage. Oh my God. That's a low uh, blow. Uh <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, the, the the four horsemen thing is is the top, is definitely the top story. Yeah. And, and, and at this point, going back to John Moxley, at, at this point, I see Brian Cage beating him for the belt. At, at, at this I point. I hope so, because I feel like Cage is more over than Moxley. And oh, now, Moxley the high boring. spot I mean, of the week. I mean, the most boring wrestler on the rest, on the roster for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I hit the button a little too soon, but we just uh, we got ourselves a high spot of the week. And... Uh, Man, anytime you get Private Party in there doing these tornado spinning dives over the top rope, uh, Isaiah Cassidy really sold it for me this week. Uh, I, I, just a couple of moves back and forth, but um, that one particular that that they couldn't even come up with a name of it. Is it a tornado? Is it a hurricane? Uh, it was it was everything I wanted it to be. He's a 22 year old phenom, and Isaiah Cassidy got my vote this week. What do you guys think? Oh, that was a definite good ass high spot. Yeah, but brother. It wasn't my favorite, but go ahead, Alf. I want to hear yours. Honestly, I, I told you guys I'm I'm going off the cuff on this one. I don't have a, a one off the top of my head, so so remind me what yours is, brother. Mine was off the first match, first match jump one, seeing Luchasaurus's big ass fly through the air like he was fucking Superman, doing a front flip over the top rope, and landed on Wardlow's leg. I mean. <laughs> He didn't good. get all the Wardlow, but I mean, <laughs> just seeing that big ass dude do that move is is wow. It, it it I I don't know how to describe it. It's it just it. I got up out of my seat for that one. That's how you open a show. That was a hell of a match. There you go, hell of a show. But what what so, match was it where, where there was two guys on their hands and knees, and then it was it had to have been a tag match, and then another guy ran across their back and did a swanton or. Oh, well, that was Ortiz, uh, Ortiz and Santana. Was that then? That was yes. a good spot. I feel like that one stood out the, the most to me beside the uh, the tornado hurricane over the top rope. I, I like that running on the backs thing and then doing that that spot. That one that one was my favorite. Those four put on a good show together. It was really uh, unexpected. That was. that was good. That's good. Very good. And now the bump of the week. Since since I actually remember a bump, I, I got one off the top of my head. When when Kenny Omega uh, landed on his head on on the on the side on the floor, <laughs> that was actually a bump. He took a, he took a bump there. 
That's that's the only one of the night that I actually remember. So Kenny Omega, I forget what he even did. Trent like threw him and he did a front flip. Yeah, that was a, that was a bump on his on the top of his head right on the floor. Yes, it was, Ricky. Mine has to be when <laughs> when old Jack Swagger's wife slaps Cody in the face and breaks character. <laughs> I mean that that was a bump for me. I was just love that. Man, that, was, that, was that was a good one. I, I I actually have a little different bump of the week this week. I chose to go with Penelope. Uh, she gave a scissor kick that uh, when she was coming off the rope, and it, it was probably as real as it could get. That the force of that scissor kick putting Sheeta on her back, which resulted in Sheeta, who we know knows how to knows how to potato somebody. I don't know if you caught it, but she with that running knee strike to Penelope at the end. Was all knee to the nose. I'm surprised she didn't break uh, Penelope's nose, but that those two stood out for me the most. I think that there was a little bit of return to favor in that knee that she gave because she got a good old scissor kick straight to the face. And um, again, Alpha was talking earlier that that was a hell of a match, and it really was a hell of a match. Uh, yeah. But um, that scissor kick alone was just. Mm. And now about. the match of the week. Talking about matches just gets me uh, gets me hot. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now. I think to have the match of the week for me was the first one: Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy versus Wardlow and MJF was just a really well done. I mean, I really like this whole card, but that particular match opened me up. I was hyped. I was ready to go. I really felt like Fighter Fest was gonna be something different than just a regular Dynamite, and uh, that that was my my pick of the week. What do you guys think? I'm right there with you, brother. I, when MJF come out, he was wearing the signature pink um, for me. Uh, he, 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 I mean, straight jacked it, jacked it off of me, and then, uh, and then he, and then they put on that hell of a match where, where the Jurassic Express finally goes over, and uh, and and Luchasaurus gets that win over that big boy Wardlow, and it was just a good match. It was just a gosh damn good match. Ricky. And mine has to be without a doubt Sheeta and Penelope. These ladies put on one hell of a show. And like you just got done saying, old Jimmy T, potatoes were thrown left and right. Assaults were happening left and right. It was just it had everything in it. Yep. And that that ending sequence, I mean, I thought Penelope was going over. When she matrixed that drop kick. Oh, man. That was I awesome. I even mention that spot. That was a good spot. I mean, good spot. Uh, Sheeta comes off the top rope. She matrixed it and, and comes back and kicks her right in the damn face. I mean, and and, yep. and when they're running across and nailing each other, I know it's it. I know there's something to it, but damn, it looks real. <laughs> I mean, they. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to fake that shit. I mean, sometimes you just gotta take it on the chin. And I think mm-hmm. I think them ladies were taking. I think it. she took it on the chin. Fuck yeah! It was crazy. It was it was something. And now Man, that, the that superstar match of the week. Good one. Yeah, it was a good one. I preemptively hit that button again. I'm trying to make sure we're staying within the time frames. But uh, you know, last but not least, we got superstar of the week, and I'm gonna go with Darby Allen. I'm just kidding. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say to me, the superstar of the week this week was uh, Luchasaurus. 
Um, I, I, you know, going back to the, what we've been saying for so long, he just needed that victory. What I don't want to see happen is that they go back to the losing ways after this huge victory between MJF and Wardlow. This is a significant moment for this team, and I want to see them progress this team and and push them. And I want to see it specifically for for for, for Luchasaurus because I do believe, uh, man, I was there and a year ago when the fucking crowd went ape shit over this man. No one even knew who the fuck he was, but he come out like a monster. Um, he's got the it factor. Use the it factor. What do you guys think? I mean, that's not a bad choice, but I mean, out of all these, out of this entire show, you sent me one picture. And I'll tell you right <laughs> now, the superstar of the week is Trent's mom driving into that damn, <laughs> that damn match. My gosh, brother. And then she was sitting in the crowd when she yes, said, she uh, "Have fun!" After she dropped him off, uh, I, I know, I know, it's mostly a joke. Me saying she's the superstar, but I'll tell you what: whoever came up with that idea is the gosh damn superstar of the week. They deserve <laughs> the credit for the damn show. The biggest pop out of probably me and everybody else. I watched that three or four times. I thought it was so damn funny. I was checking to see if there was a car seat in the back. That would have put it. I would have put it way over. Ah. If there, was, oh, if there was a little Chucky baby in the back, too. Of, like Chucky T got out of the damn car seat. Oh, my gosh. But oh, I'll tell you what, whoever came up with that gimmick, that yep. a good, you did a damn good job. Yeah. Man. Ricky, what's yours? My, my superstar is not a wrestler. Well, not anymore, at least. It's Taz. Taz, when he's off the leash, puts on the best promos puts over his guy like nobody else can. I mean, he's right up there with the likes of Jericho with the mic work and putting over his guy. I mean, not as funny, but straight and to the point and get you invested very, very fast. When he put over that that and talking about the COVID shit, I, I knew right then and there that he didn't he didn't want to come and wrestle John Moxley. He wants to come and whip his ass. And yep. and and that that's what makes you invested, makes you put down a pencil from taking notes and go, oh, shit, he's about to fight him. That's yeah. that's my superstar of the week right there. And I, I really think Brian Cage is doing a good job playing the guy behind him. So different than when you look at Paul, uh, you know, Paulie and uh, fucking Brock, where, you know, he's in the ring and Paul Heyman. Sorry, not Paulie dangerously, but Paul Heyman and and uh, when he, I know but when he's talking and, and you got Brock just smiling in the background. Uh, Brian Cage actually seems more interested and more ready to go. Like he really wants to be in there and he thinks that Taz is funny. So he's like laughing with him. Like, yeah, I'm going to fucking do those things. He's saying Brock is like, I'm not even paying attention. I'm just doing this. I don't care. I hope it's over soon. MMA Mark's coming in with a fucking subscription. We got weak neck baby with a subscription. We are, we are so close to the end of this show. I can feel it. I can feel the toilet coming because I got to pee. I got to pee so bad. <laughs> Um, not as bad as Joe did that one time on that podcast when I made a whole remix about Joe and have to pee and no one liked it but me. But um, I want to give you all a chance to to talk about oh, the, the next week. I want to say one thing here real quick. Um, I want you all next week. We're going to do another round of these things, but I want you to, to factor in Fighter Fest being considered a pay-per-view and they stretch it over two weeks. At the end of all this, I want to I want to recon reconnect with that idea and say, was it worth it? To have this stretched out over two weeks, where were there matches they could have taken out and put this on one mega card, and 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 
and overall, I'd like to at least talk about the best match of Fighter Fest and the best superstar of Fighter Fest in its entirety. So we have our ideas right now. Obviously, you know, we have some jokes and we have some fun moments, but I want to think about that entirely when we get when we get to the end of this because this is a big moment for them putting on a show like this, as good as it is uh, during a pandemic. Again, so much a different feeling than when you watch a WWE show right now. So. Oh, look I at JG's are coming in. Hell yeah, man. What's up? JG's, where's your 22? Where's your 22 followers? Come on, bring them on in. Tell them, tell them to come on in. Thank <laughs> you for that host. Um, but, you know, one other thing I got to say. One other thing I got to say. We've had a, an opportunity, Alpha and I, to talk to an underground wrestler. He goes by the name of Marty the Moth. And I got to say, I've been watching a little bit of Marty the Moth. Ricky, have you ever heard of Marty the Moth? I have not. I have Marty not the Moth. heard of Marty the Moth was the world heavyweight champion in lucha underground and if you go to check him out um I, we had the pleasure i had the pleasure of meeting him in person a year ago back in the day when when uh, we had tangent over here running his mouth on my boy the alpha whoa, 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 and, whoa, whoa. Uh, yeah you have something to say you can't talk about that oh that's right we're you not allowed to say anything no he asked us no, politely he... not to he did oh, and they told us already after said asking too much. We've already, already said, said too much. But. All right, all right. <laughs> Jesus. So, but you know one thing, Tangent? I'm the champion now. And if you want this World Virgil Championship, you got to come take it. But you know who gets the chance first? It's Virgil himself. He wants this belt. He can have it. I'm going to lay my back on that ground. He can have this belt. All he's got to do is ask. But if he makes me come get him, I will make him regret it. I will hit him with the biggest, most devastating DDT he's ever seen right on this belt, right on his face. Face on face DDT action. And then I will pin him to the mat and I will He'll stand on his body. His face on his face. Is that what you're saying? That's true. That is true. And then what I will do is I will stand on his body while I hold this belt over him and I'll say, I am the world Virgil heavyweight champion of the world on top of Virgil. And you will rest in pieces. But, but Marty Cassis is actually a really good wrestler. He's actually funny <laughs> as hell as a person. And I just want to say one thing because we actually had a chance to talk to him. And uh, Ricky ain't in jail. That's his. That's his referee emote. That's a referee straps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. Don't worry. Uh, but, the uh, in jail. That's <laughs> but no. So so Alpha and I got to talk with him a bit, and uh, he does a nice workout stream every day. He streams on Twitch, and uh, I asked him straight up, "You you interested in AEW?" And he said, "Brother, do exclamation point SI in my chat." He has a whole spread in Sports Illustrated where they interviewed him, and he talked about he is he has retired or he left from from uh, from from Lucha Underground. He's Lucha ended his contract, and his he is open to coming to AEW. And if you go check out, he had a match against Pentagon Junior where he lost the belt to Pentagon Junior before. And this was 2018, a bloodbath, an absolute awesome match, back and forth. And the match went back and forth with barbed wire blasts and, and all sorts of things. Marty was cut open, whole thing just streaming blood. And at the end of the match, he laid in the ring. He got pinned by a Pentagon. Well, guess what? Another guy come on out, smears Pentagon all over the mat because it was a hell of a match. And he go, and he leaves. Who do you think comes on out to take the belt? It was Ivar, from- but you, you stepped over the thing. He doesn't say he's interested. In AEW, he says it's his goal to be in AEW. It's his his actual goal. goal. It's not. He's not in. That's where he wants to be. Wow, that's that's a different angle 
than just interested in, in AEW. Yeah, it's his goal. But I was going to say, the person who came and took the belt, they, <laughs> they pulled the Yoko. It. No, no, it wasn't Ivar. It wasn't Ivar. Ivar. No, it was Jake Hager. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was rock hard. <laughs> and for the record, for the record, for those please clip that shit. For the record, for those of you wondering, Alpha's the first person to say the name Ivar on this podcast on this show today. Yeah, I wasn't at all. I was just telling the truth. <laughs> I was just talking the truth here, but um, and to end it up, I just want to say that uh, you know I do hope, I, I especially watching him and seeing some of his matches, and he's actually a pretty small guy. Um, AEW Tony Khan, we're reaching out on behalf of Marty the Moth Casaus. He is one hell of a lucha underground wrestler. He is a man who can put the lucha bros on the backs. He's done it before. He'll do it again. Get him. He is the ad to Aztec God. Okay, he is the man you want in that ring in AEW, and I swear by it, you got the baby face and the heels certification. Bring on the moth and let him fly around real fast, because moths go real fast. <laughs> oh, man. You guys got anything else? I don't think so, brother. Check me out on World Winning Federation, twitch.tv. There's a slash in there somewhere. Yeah, we're, we're right at, we're, don't even have to wait. What we're going to do is we're going to send them all on over. Because you're going to be streaming in just Ricky, a few minutes, right? Hold on. i got to talk to Ricky for, for, for a few more minutes. Okay. The floor is yours. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Who's in the lead? You. Get guys damn right. Who's going to win? <laughs> Cheney. I know. No, no. Did you see the meme I posted, brother? Huh? Did you see the meme I posted in the Discord? Not yet, not yet. I gotta look. Oh, God. I gotta. I gotta know, it's Alpha. Good. Are you gonna take the risk and wait for Cheney to post her post? Are you gonna do it? Are you gonna? Are you gonna come out strong like a champion? There, did you see the meme there? There. Uh, yes, I did. It was. Yes, I did. You gotta see that Drake meme where it's like, and then it's like, the genius. <laughs> that was. Oh. You know what? I'm thinking about just taking her picks and just. I'll know, put it to you this way: you know as everyone, you guys will be calling me the king of marks after that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he'll need you to remind him. Good. Now here's the thing, everybody. So we got it. We got a people in the audience understand this, but listen, Alpha's been running hot. He's been winning this whole thing. Weak neck baby, come on, and weak neck baby, come on, nipping at his heels, end up overtaking him. You know, Alpha forgets his picks one week. Now we have one <laughs> night of fights left. Alpha's in the I lead. Was half a second late. He's out by fifteen. Listen. He says right here, Ricky's showing it on screen. You can't see it because it's so small, but it says here, make your own fight picks. Nah. Copy Cheney's fight picks. Yeah. <laughs> if he copies Cheney's fight picks, no matter what, he wins. He wins. Because he's up by 15, and if they tie no matter what, even if they get zero points each, he wins the whole thing because ain't nobody can catch him. Not even Ricky, who's in third, who even if he got 125 points, he's still not there. <laughs> the only Thank person that can win oh, I just son of a bitch. I hate to say it but you know what I'm doing this next time my cousin Kevin ain't gonna be doing this shit Jimmy T is getting in on next season <laughs> of the MMA Fight Championship because Jimmy T wants to take that belt right from Cheney's belt waist and Alpha's waist Cheney I'll take it from both of the waists 
Terry ain't getting no belt. And I'll tell you this right now. I'm making my own picks, and I'll have them in on Monday. I'll be the first one to make my picks, and they're all going to be right 100%, and you can take it to the bank, Cheney. Ha! He don't. He ain't gonna do that. He's gonna wait till twelve, eleven fifty eight, and he's gonna submit. <laughs> I remember last, last week. I did forget she came into my Twitch chat because I was running a I was running a stream on Friday night, laying the whack off on Big Papa Smart. I think is what it was. And she's like, "Hey, you got to get your picks in." Are you like, kidding I was like, me? I'm like, "Oh shit! I gotta get my picks in." Yeah, and this is the same guy saying he's gonna go copy her picks. What the hell, JD? This is a bullshit right here. You come right here. Oh my god, I'm in third place. I gotta get that belt. You give Alpha her fucking time. Oh my god, I can't believe this shit. Holy shit. You tell me you forgot to tell everybody. Oh, 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 oh my god, you said it was that son of a bitch. I cannot believe you. Oh, oh, she told yeah, me. She oh, was, I, didn't, I didn't remind anybody. I didn't remind. She was anybody. in the middle of watching a wack off go down. Right He's the fucking <laughs> enemy. What the fuck? <laughs> I was there, Alpha. You didn't even tell us what happened on that whack off. Did you end up getting? Uh, you 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 two for two now. I'm whack two off. for two on the whack off. On the whack off, world champion of the world. I it's proven scientific fact. I am the best at whacking anybody off on this planet, and nobody can touch me because I'm the one doing the whacking off. So so you're saying that if we go to your channel, we're going to have a chance of seeing you whack off? There's a good chance of, yeah. All right. I'll be there. Ricky, uh, uh, buddy wants to be whacked <laughs> off right now. What game are you going to whack him off at? You know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't go against me. Who's going to be your next whack? Who's my, who's my next whack? I have my eyes set on somebody and, uh, there's this. I'll, I'll give you a hint. There's this. There's this jabroni on Twitter that likes that thinks he can go by by uh, the alpha. And I told him, I said, brother, there can only be one alpha. <laughs> Is that Chris Jericho? And it's me. That's all I'm gonna say. You guys can try to look it up if you want, but I ain't saying no more than that. We're still in talks. All right. Mm. Well, you start whacking off enough people, people are gonna be lining up to get whacked off. I mean, I just I. I I thought I was going to be the only one. I didn't think anybody else wanted to be whacked off by you, but, um, you know, we got Buddhists out there. Buddy wants to be whacked off. I mean, I, listen, it didn't feel that good. If I can be honest, um, getting whacked off by the alpha felt pretty embarrassing. I didn't expect you're, it to happen. Your punishment was drinking, you know, the world's finest uh, dill pickle juice. Mm. Hit, uh, Big Papa Smart. The recent uh, one to be whacked off has to wear the alpha shirt exclusively on stream for one month. And where can you see Twitch. that at? Papa Papa Smurf. It's uh, twitch.tv slash Papa Smart. Okay. He is a good dude. That guy, Papa Smart. I like him. But uh, so where Ricky, you've been streaming. You've been doing your podcast and everything. We can see that on twitch.tv slash Ricky underscore MMA. That's a hell of a lot easier to remember, by the way, than Ricky underscore jujitsu underscore MMA underscore Ricky one, two, three underscore five, seven, nine. <laughs> well, I'm glad you remembered the first one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm impressed that you remembered the second one. <laughs> but man. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, can catch. I, uh, I think it's Wednesday nights, right? No, it's Tuesday nights. Ever actually, every Tuesday the, at nine. 
you okay. uh, nine nine thirty. We stream the podcast live, and if you miss it, you can catch the audio version on Anchor or anywhere else you get your podcast. Pretty much, we're on um, uh, iHeartRadio, we're on uh, Google Play, we're on um, uh, Apple iTunes. I, yeah, iTunes, uh, Pocket Casts, Anchor. Anchors were pretty much the best place to catch us, uh, but. Anywhere else, can even leave messages and stuff. If you want to tell them, fuck you, you can you can actually go and leave a message and record on your phone and say, hey Rick, fuck (laughs) you. You could do that. I recommend it. Yeah, I've Um, had I've had a couple. (laughs) I'm gonna be on Um, that podcast soon. I'm gonna win that. I'm gonna win that fight pick championship, and I'm gonna come onto your show, proclaim to be the king of marks like I am. And then we'll see where it goes from there. Maybe we'll get into a whack off right there. You never Uh-oh. know. <laughs> and one thing you can do is you can always get this show. If you haven't caught the whole thing, you want to catch the whole thing. We put it on YouTube on the backlog network, YouTube that's youtube.com slash backlog network. But you can also get this as a podcast every week after we're done. We take just the audio and we rip it. I mean, I literally take it. I lay out the video and I grab it by my hands and I just rip that audio right off that fucking thing. And then I send it in in an envelope to anchor. And I say, you put this audio onto a fucking podcast and they do it. So you can go and look for Babyface and the heel on podcast. If you want to listen to this straight on your radio. Hell yeah. So there you go, brother. Yeah. We appreciate what you're going to do is you're going to sit tight. All 12 million out there. You're going to sit tight. I'm going to put you on hold. Just like when you call back in the day and you had to call and say, Hey, I want to know if you have any pizza. And they say, hold on. We're busy. Nowadays, you can just put it on your fucking phone and the pizza shows up. Back in the day, you had to call them. And they'd say, we're busy because we're dominoes. Well, right now, we have the Dominator. His name's the Alphas. You're going to be playing some games. You're going to be streaming some shit. So you're going to wait. You're going to wait your fucking turn. I'm going to put you on hold. And then when you come on back, you're going to be talking to the Alpha. Treat him right because this week, Alpha was on my side. So let me move that face on over to me. Once again, Jimmy T. Reigns Supreme. Get you. You can buy Jimmy T's kind of sweet cream corn. Well, let me tell you something. It is dangerously delicious. And it's that kind of sweet corn that you know is going to treat your teeth so, so well. Just take a look at the Jimmy T. You see, I am the corn father. And you can trust me. Jimmy T. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy T. It is cream. It is sweet. And it is corn. And it is so delicious it coats your teeth just like that toothpaste. It is so fabulous, it makes you shit your pants, and then you burst. Jimmy T. Get yourself cream-style sweet corn. 
from Jimothy. It also works as toothpaste. You understand? <laughs> <laughs>